And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, and joining me is Matt. A very tired Matt. I came back from a convention today. That was going to be my next question. I'm like, man, Matt went away to con and we're doing the show tonight. I bet he's coming back the same night we have to do the show. Yeah, yeah. I came back this morning uh, after I checked out of my hotel. Uh, I had a lot of fun, though. It it was great two days. Uh, It was a little bit smaller than it was uh, last year, but Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, it was still a lot of fun. Meet any creators? Uh, there actually wasn't, like, a lot of, like, um, like, big names there or, like, other creators there. It was, like, a much more, yeah, like, an intimate, uh, con this year. Well, that's... Where, and it kind of makes sense as well, because, like, in, I think, two months or, like, a, just a couple of weeks, there is another con as right. well. And I think everyone decided to go to that one, because it's, like, ah. end of the year. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad you have fun. You pick up any interesting merch. I know you were posting some stuff on your Instagram feed. I got a, I got a, I didn't actually spend a lot, uh, um, considering I usually, uh, like go ham at a con. Uh, I bought a couple of trades for the, like, fill gaps in, in series that I needed to. Uh, I got one, I got one of the really awesome new, uh, DC multiverse Superman figures, like the Rebirth Superman, the one with the trunks, nice. which is really cool. Got um, yeah, and it got some, like, cool trades, and that's about all. I got some really cool t-shirts as well. I got, like, they were doing, like, con-exclusive, like, Star Wars ones, so I got, like, a really cool Solo one and a bunch of other Star Wars ones. Really cool. I'm kicking myself so hard because I finally had a chance to play the game, but in Philadelphia, they had uh, the PS4 Spider-Man shirt with the white and everything on it. Oh, nice, nice. And it was beautiful looking. In fact, I think the shirt looked a little cooler than the costume, and I'm kicking myself I didn't buy it when i had the chance maybe read pop is still selling them on their website if people know be sure to let me know but yeah that's what <laughs> i want i have i have too many goddamn shirts is the problem i love shirts yeah. so much and i have too many i could have a whole dresser just filled with shirts that i pick up from cons yeah yeah that, that's the thing like i packed like all these like shirts and i'm like why did i even bother like packing clothes i just ended i ended up buying like like four or five shirts or something yeah, so like I could have just like bought all my clothes at the con. <laughs> I have, and in fact, I did on the last trip. I didn't bring enough socks, so I bought Overwatch socks <laughs> like two <laughs> days in, and like the dude was just closing down too for the night. I'm like, no, guys, seriously, I need I need socks. <laughs> I didn't pack any. <laughs> I need these Overwatch socks. They're coming back too, which is just what I need to get me over the hump. <laughs> But that being said, I have been wearing my Overwatch socks, and they are quite comfortable. Are they a specific character? Are they just, like, branded with Overwatch? Or? They're black and orange. They're the logo. They actually had some Roadhog stuff, and I'm like, mm, I do main Roadhog, so I think I might need to get some Roadhog <laughs> stuff. Because the Re- I think the Reaper stuff is the best design, but it's a little too obvious and a little too generic. Plus, I don't play Reaper. No, fair enough. Who's your Overwatch main, Matt? Who's your Overwatch waifu? I don't have one because I don't play Overwatch. I've never played Overwatch. Really? It's fun. No. It's fun. If you liked uh, Team Fortress, you'll like this. Yeah, cool. It's it's interesting enough. There's there's a whole lore, but I don't have enough room in my head for any more lore. <laughs> I got enough series uh, I got to take in. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I will say this though uh this week i got two i got to do two really cool things i got to start spider-man ps4 mm-hmm. i just finished uh, the shocker boss fight before we started nice 
Nice. Which is a really great boss fight, and I'm like, man, I hope they're all as good as this. Oh, they are. That's cool. I got to do that, and I finished season two of American Vandal. Yeah, that was that's a good season, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a good season. Obviously, no spoilers for those who aren't watching it. It's funny, but it's funny in a totally different way than season one is funny. Mm, and it's really meta. It's incredibly meta. Like, they make a reference of Netflix early on. I thought it would be more meta. I thought they would keep making references to Netflix and the fact that they are a Netflix show, but they didn't. Yeah. No, no. Uh, again, too, I would say, in at the end of the day, this was honestly, in its moral, it actually had more of a moral than season one did, because, like, season <laughs> one's moral was like, oh, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, generic crime documentary wrongly accused thing. This one actually tried to say something about social media and millennials and everything. Like, holy shit, this yeah. show actually said something. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping they do that with, like, like the next season. Like, next season does, like, another t- type of topic, whereas this one was all social media. Moves on to, like, whatever's next yeah. after that. I don't know what new ridiculous crime you can have from 13 dicks <laughs> on cars to everyone crapping their pants. I don't know what the <laughs> next one would be. Yeah, they'd have to solve, like, an actual murder. <laughs> Which they even joke about in yeah, this season. Yeah. We've got so many new uh, crimes that people wanted us to solve, and one actual murder. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, Jesus Christ, the the thing they're solving here, they basically end up fighting a Batman villain, more or less, by the end. <laughs> basically, yeah, it was basically anarchy. <laughs> yeah, a poop-themed Batman villain who uses social media to terrorize people, has dead drops, and like, holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, American Vandal is really good. I started to, I'm not done it yet, but I started watching The Dragon Prince, which is like the new Netflix original series from the guys who did Avatar. Oh, nice. What's that like? It's pretty fun. You know, they do kind of like the, uh, what is it? Uh, not quite rotoscoped animation. What the hell is it called? Uh, Cell shaded. It's like, yeah, yeah. So like what um, Star Wars Resistance is going to be? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good indication of where that's going to go. They got a good handle on the technology. You know, it's, it's it's again, if you like the Avatar stuff, you'll like this. There's a lot of moral complexity with the characters. Uh, a lot of like, you know, a pithy humor here and there. Like even the villains <laughs> are funny. Oh, that's cool. Which is interesting. I, I will say, though, after watching so many shows from the Avatar guys, it's like, man, you guys love the same five or six character archetypes, don't you? <laughs> and the one time they, you, they're easy to write. They are. And the one time you don't go with character archetypes was Legend of Korra, and that was the one people ended up not liking, even though I liked that one. Uh, it's short, too. It's only like nine episodes. Oh, real? Wow. It's nine episodes, but they do the Avatar thing of, like, you know, book one, moon, book one, water. I'm like, oh, so you're already calling it out that you're going to have multiple books. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, hey, speaking of Avatar, did you hear that Netflix is going to, like, be trying to do a live-action Avatar series now? I did, and for some reason, people are really mad. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can understand you're not going to top the cartoon. People rarely ever top the subject matter. But can it be any worse than the M. Night Shyamalan version? No, no. And, and Netflix have been, pre- for the most part, pretty good with their series. Yeah, yeah I mean, between yeah. this and The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know what The Witcher's going to be like yet. Yeah. That's true. But uh, I have to assume it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I guess with that, we can hop into the actual news portion of the show. And the biggest thing that happened this week, the thing that everyone is talking about, the Captain Marvel trailer officially dropped. 
Yeah, the day after we decided to do our podcast. The day after we did... That's always the way. Like, if I would be mad about it, but this many episodes in, this many years in, I just know that's how it's going to play out. <laughs> yeah. Looks great. It does. Looks really fun. They got a lot of different stuff going on there. Uh, get to see young Coulson and young Nick Fury, who seem to be playing much bigger parts in the movie than I thought they were going to. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they they're, they're then going to be like like top tier secondary characters and supporting mm -hmm. cast for Carol. Um, yeah, it looks really cool, and I like that. It also looks like we're going to be spending a lot of time in space. Yes, as we away should. from Earth. So, yeah. Which works for me. They even throw some curveballs at you where it's like, hey, this is Carol as you remember her. But maybe it's not, though. Maybe she can't trust her own memories. Yeah, she's got like some type of maybe something similar to like 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 a Winter Soldier sort of conditioning to her or it something. Way. Yeah. It looked that way. Obviously, we got some cool stuff there with Jude Law, who you have to wonder, well, mm -hmm. he's the original Captain Marvel and he's not around anymore. What happened to Marvel? Oh, well, we'll find out what happened to him, I reckon. We'll I, find out he'll, he'll have died or something or, uh, yeah. I, I had a cool theory that ended up being 100% wrong when I actually looked into it and when people told me. I'm like, ooh, ooh. What was that? Wouldn't it be cool if Captain Marvel, because we know he's a Kree and that he's blue, what if he was the blue Kree that uh, was part of the Tahiti project that brought Coulson back uh, alive? Then they're like, no, that was a different alien they found in World War II. I'm like, ah, fuck. That would be, that would have been pretty cool. That, that, it, you could still, you could still say that it's like, Oh, it was like a missing member of his team. Of he was a missing member of Star Force, and Carol took that guy's place in the team. I will be cool with that because they're going to have to explain. Obviously, the big question that this one has to answer by the end is: What exactly did Nick Fury and Shield do that uh, Carol never decided to come back to Earth? That she was just kind of in reserve and everything. And I figured, ooh, wouldn't that be interesting if the government decided to dissect her mentor? But obviously, well, that's not going to be where they're going to go. Although. Yeah, that that would have been pretty cool though. Yeah, but hey, you got to figure maybe they got a scroll in the basement too, because scrolls are things now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, again, like it brings in question: what characters are scrolls? Who is a scroll? We could be scrolls. <laughs> yeah, we might not even know it. We might not even know. Old ladies are scrolls, and they're gonna get punched. Yeah, or that she's just punching old ladies. Because reasons. <laughs> or maybe Carol Danvers is a scroll who punched that lady. <laughs> oh, dude, imagine if that was the twist, like Captain Marvel is the scroll. <laughs> that would be such fucking thing. Hey, you watched a whole movie about a scroll. How about that? <laughs> the real Captain Marvel is still on Haller or something. That would, that would be madness, but then I'd be like, the balls on you, Marvel, for actually doing that, building a whole movie <laughs> around a scroll. I'd be mad, but then that's I would... Why she's, that's why she's lost, like, her memory... And she only has parts of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because she's been on the scroll ship the whole time, that's why. <laughs> also, we get both versions of the costume. We get the Star Force costume, we get the one from the comics everyone knows, and we even get the version with the helmet and the little mohawk. The mask, and it looks so cool as well. It does, I like like the shiny eyes and everything. It has like a comic book where they white out the eyes. Yeah, it looks really cool. They did a really good job of, like, bringing that to, like... Because in, in the comics, it kind of looks a little bit ridiculous, whereas yeah, yeah. it's got, like, a hair stuck in that, like, little slit at the top. It and... was never my favorite look. Mm, yeah, no, I didn't particularly like it either. 
I preferred the mohawk. They're not going for the mohawk, but Joel's just a sucker for a girl with a mohawk. What can I say? I love <laughs> I love Mohawk Storm too for the same reason. Hey, we don't know what she looks like in Avengers Four. That's true. She might bust it out for that one. Hey, everyone, Mohawk. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> and Captain America's like, oh, I don't agree with that haircut. Not in my day. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested in being a 90s period piece, too, because, you know, it's probably going to have a bitchin' soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, like, uh, before the movie, um, like, before we got the trailer, I was, like, asking people, like, what what, 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 what 90s music is going to be in this? Like, I was taking bass and was like, okay, there's going to be some Nirvana. Mm, awesome. uh, Pearl Jam. Mate. Yeah, maybe maybe some Beastie Boys. Ooh, intergalactic planetary. I don't know if that was in the 90s, but hey, we could at least have no sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, ooh, let's get some Alice in Chains in there, something from the Dirt album. <laughs> yeah, here comes the rooster. That'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know if that is an Alice in Chains song, but the Alice in Chains has some good songs. Ooh, ooh, we need some bush glycerine. That's a good one, too. Don't let the days go by glycerine. <laughs> Coulson loves that. Coulson, that's just all in his car. He's a big bush fan. Yeah. <laughs> he got really upset when uh, Gavin Rossdale and uh, the girl from No Doubt there, Gwen Stefani, broke up. <laughs> we could get a little No Doubt in there. We could have a little uh, early No Doubt in there. I think Carol likes that. I mean, clearly she has a Nine Inch Nails shirt, too, so we could get some Nine Inch Nails in there. Yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. But yeah, Captain Marvel trailer. I liked it, and I'm probably going to like the movie because Marvel hasn't really dropped the ball recently. No, they haven't. It's going to be a great movie. It's coming out like March, which is it. It's really throws me off when the, the the last couple of movies have come out like like Black Panther in February. Mm. This one in March, like a lot earlier than usual. It's true. Summer movie season starts when we say so. We're Disney. That's basically it. That's well, basically it now. Also, too, maybe they hope if they come out so close together, we'll all forget about Iron Fist. <laughs> Well, we will anyway, because Daredevil's coming out next week. In the next uh, month, I mean. Yeah, which again, they're like, man, you guys really timed that, didn't you? It's like, and here's Daredevil, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk more about Daredevil later in the episode, actually. But uh, next up, Matt, we have to talk about a very important issue. Something that a lot of comic fans have been talking about. It's it's come down to this, Matt. we got to talk about Batman's junk. Yeah, Batman's dick that yeah. everyone, like... Throw shit fit over. Yeah, no, no more nude Batman for DC Black Label. Apparently, Here, here's here's the funny thing. This was a big controversy this week that apparently the digital version of uh, the new Batman Damned, the first issue of the brand new uh, DC Black Label, uh, censored his junk. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, I... <coughs> Excuse me. I only read the digital version, so I just thought that's the way it was supposed to be. It wasn't until I read. So did I. It wasn't until yeah. I read everybody freaking out online, where it's like, where's the dick? We demand bat dick. That I'm like, oh, oh, was, was there something there that I missed? Eventually, I did see the bat dick after the fact, and I'm like, yeah, this didn't really add or subtract to the story for when, me. Well, when I saw it, I thought it might have been a fan edit. Like, haha, someone's being a bit cheeky. Yeah, and, and, then, and then I'm like, oh, no, this was actually a real thing. Well, okay. 
I mean, I would just go on with my life. <laughs> I mean, I guess I see why people are a little perturbed about it. And that is, hey, I thought Black Label was supposed to be the adult imprint. I thought it was supposed to be the envelope pushing imprint. You know, why can't we yeah. have Bat Dick in? And I, they never really gave a good reason as to why they're not going to mm. have it now. No, no, they never really did. But either or, it doesn't really, it doesn't add or subtract anything to no. the story. So, no, literally, yeah. literally, Batman was stripping on his way to change his costume, and he was just like, dangle, dangle, dangle. <laughs> that was about it. Although, I mean, I guess it's important for you continuity junkies because being so close to Batman, we can probably guess his religion now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why, but again, I just I just thought it was such a funny thing for people to be so up in arms about. Like, the the bat dick was all over the internet. We need to know more about bat dick. And everyone was weighing in on bat dick, too. Like, it, uh, like, the, like all those night shows and everything that I don't watch because I don't have cable were all talking about it. It became, like, the fodder of late-night comedians. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was very strange. Like, people got so up in arms about this, but, like... You know, Doctor Manhattan can can hang hang dong, and it'd be completely fine. Yeah. The minute Bat Batman does, oh, can't have that. Okay, can't have the bat dick. And again, it really—I'm sure it's the last thing DC wanted because that's some major egg on their face for their new boundary-pushing adult imprint. Oh, actually, we'll we'll kowtow right away. Actually. Yeah, like first thing off off the bat, first book, first book off. <laughs> first one out of the gate, and you're already compromising. I'm like, well, that doesn't bode well for any of the other books. Again, God, God help you if an uh, artist or writer actually wanted to say or do something important and controversial. If you can't stand behind Bat Dick, uh, this it's like another. It's it's really strange as well because like, wasn't there like some brief nudity in um white knight i think he wanted there to be some brief nudity but they ended up because it wasn't under the black label yet they ended up uh like covering it but yes there was supposed to be some brief nudity well it'll be interesting to see if now that it's under the black label whether they add that back in or whether they just like oh no we'll just leave it well here's the thing it's female nudity and obviously as we know uh from history and culture female nudity is a-okay because everyone loves a naked woman but as soon as penises come out matt <laughs> now we have a problem <laughs> no no one likes penises apparently just nobody likes penises <laughs> it's a major sticking point for a lot of people i draw the line at dicks young man <laughs> I mean, again, American Vandal, season one. A lot of people very touchy about dicks. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, I think we've mentioned dicks so much, I think that uh, YouTube could probably demonetize this episode. Yeah. I, I can see our little uh, our little dollar sign turning yellow right now. That, that's why I was kind of glad the digital version didn't have the bat dick in it, because I was like, oh, I'll Same. probably get this demonetized, but I didn't. Same, too, for all the reasons, because it's like, oh, he's really beaten up and bloody a lot in this one and sometimes youtube will catch that and have a problem with it yeah yeah and you know what shit because we're on the subject now and we'd only talk about it and what we read anyway what did you actually think of damned overall i really liked it i thought it was fine again you know i was expecting more from black label like more pushing the envelope in terms of content and storytelling really it just felt like any other brian azarello batman story also too you know they spend a lot of time trying to explain the paranormaliness of issue one i'm thinking maybe the next couple issues i might enjoy more but i just thought this one was fine 
I thought I thought it was a good start. I like like the kind of different things they're doing uh, in terms of Batman's origin, where they're like sort of hinting at the fact that it's something Enchantress related or yeah, something. Like he made a deal with Enchantress or something. Also, his dad loves the prostitutes. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, his dad, his dad likes going to look at prostitutes with Bruce along with him. Yeah, it makes me think that Azarello was working with Frank Miller for a little too long there, and this is where the prostitutes come in. <laughs> <laughs> all the prostitutes, all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued at the fact that, like, Batman's teaming up with John Constantine to yeah. solve the Joker's murder. I think that's pretty cool. That is well, then, cool. and they seek to imply as well that Joker, while he's dead, he's still he's like an evil spirit or something. He's or a ghost, ghost and it kind of reminds me of a movie that I think it had Denzel Washington in it, where he was like a cop who was hunting like a serial killer who had become a ghost, but like stuck around and could kill people still. Ghost or something. Killer. I can't. That was the one. Can't remember what the movie was called, but it was a really good. I think the killer was like Vincent D'Onofrio or something. Oh, shit. I think yeah, it was a really good film. That sounds like a fun one, but yeah. So Batman, damn, Matt enjoyed it a little more than me. I'm definitely interested in it. Uh, it's a beautiful looking comic. Libra Michaud draws the fuck out of everything. Yeah, he, he, total atmosphere in that book is like is like captures that atmosphere, that horror sort of atmosphere. It's funny. A lot of people ask me, they're like, "Is this a is this a sequel to Batman Noel? Is this related to Batman?" People kept Noel? asking me that as well. I'm like, no, just the same artist. Yeah, just the same artist. I mean, maybe in his head it was. Yes, the armor's the same. Yes, the art style's the same. But no, I don't think it's a direct sequel. Black Label's kind of its own thing. What did other people ask me? Like, oh, is this is this a sequel to Europa? Is this a sequel to uh, another or to Brian Azzarello's Joker? And I'm like, nah, it just kind of looks the same. Yeah. It kind of sounds the same because it's the same writer. I mean, maybe maybe in their head it's a sequel, but no, not officially. Mm. I'm going to friggin' shit, though, if it actually is a sequel. <laughs> we find out at the end. <laughs> Joke's well, on. There's only three books, so yeah, we find out very soon. I will say this, too. Even the digital versions I got, and this is a total first world problem, YouTuber problems, but the fact that they're like bigger prestige versions, yeah. <laughs> actually trying to co uh, crop the pages to make my video was a pain in the ass because I have the presets yeah. all ready to go for regular uh -huh. comic sizing, but here it was all wrong, so it took me twice as long to edit that video. Yeah, I ha I said that on Twitter as well. I had the exact same. I didn't. I, I completely forgot because I remember us talking about there would have been bigger size, but I thought, oh, digital. They might have like you know not done that mm. for the digital, but no, they did, and it was super annoying. This is this is literally only a problem that relates to you, me, Matt, and everyone else we work with. Everyone else is like, what the fuck are they talking about? Trust me, if, <laughs> if you were comic book YouTubers, you would know, and this would piss you off too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God there's only three, because goddamn it, I ain't doing twice as much work for these. <laughs> yeah, no, but then all the the black label books will be like that. They're all gonna be bigger now and everything. But yeah, so that that was Batman's dick news, everyone. Be sure to tune back in next week when we talk more about Batman's dick. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what i really wish i've been trying really hard to get us new sponsorships for the show matt that we can actually talk about yeah on here and everything and there's a company that wrote me they never wrote me back but we got the ball rolling i shit you not it was for a manscaping company is what it was 
And I really, really wish they wrote me back in time for this episode because there never would have been a better segue from Batman's <laughs> dick to manscaping company. And I'm really mad <laughs> I didn't get to go there. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I was also talking to a bookie company, too, so we were this close to being like, Matt, who's going to win the sports ball game? Matt, who would win in this fight? Who would you put money on? <laughs> I- I'm saying get ready, Matt, because I'm thinking this should be a new segment for the show when I eventually do line up some sponsors, me just ambushing you with sponsors. <laughs> like me just asking stupidly leading questions and being like, well, I'm glad you said that, Matt, because the newest sponsor of the show is... <laughs> But seriously, though, if you know anyone who wants to advertise on the comic multiverse, like, yo, get in touch. We have reasonable yeah. rates. <laughs> gotta, gotta make this show more profitable somehow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from Batman's dick to some casting news, uh, some Nickelodeon actress who I don't know was cast as Stargirl in the DC app show that is coming out at some point in the near future. Eh. Yeah, eh. that's about how I felt, too. I might have been more excited for this if Teen Titans didn't look like such a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. And not just a dumpster fire, but I'm extra mad at the Teen Titans app show because it's basically ruined the Teen Titans comic and all the other Titans-affiliated books at the moment. Yeah, they've kind of had to, like, like mold those books into what, what's going to be happening, obviously, in the show over for, you know, creativity over continuity. It never, ever works. You never, you never work your comic to match the show before it comes out. You do that maybe, like, a year or two later if the show's popular and proves it has legs. You never do it in advance, because what if it fucks up, and what if people... They keep it? doing it. They keep doing it. They did it through, like, they did it with Aquaman, like, when fucking Jason Momoa was hired for Batman vs. Superman. They did and it twice. They did it. Yeah, yeah. They fucked him up once with Cullen Bunn to make him look more like Jason Momoa when he was cast. Then that crashed and burned. And then, again, just recently, they gave him a beard. They kind of split the difference on it. And now they're taking his shirt off in the Kelly Sue DeConnick run, so they've technically done it three times. Oh, God. Well, I think the Kelly Sue DeConnick thing is more of like a visual thing they changed. I think the story is going to be different, but they're like, no, he's got he's to have his shirt off now because Momoa's going to have his shirt off a bunch. Yeah. It's just, it's just so stupid. You wait and see before you start adding shit from the new uh, TV shows and the new movies. Yeah, you don't do it beforehand and think it's just going to be a hit because chances are it might not be also too they're two very different audiences people who read the comics might not even like what's going on in the movies and vice versa painting everyone with the same brush is also a dumb idea yep yep and and again little things are fine where it's like okay we're gonna draw the punisher to look more like john bernthal this week okay sure whatever that's small yeah yeah that's okay and and really that didn't last very long either because he doesn't look like john bernthal in the current run now No, and they walked that back even like again doing little ones is fine but again when you do the big ones like that it makes no goddamn sense and you end up again i don't want to read anything titans anymore and i've already dropped nightwing because i know benjamin percy's run isn't gonna matter because scott lovedell is gonna come in and fuck everything up yeah yeah but hey, on the upside, that means I'm freer now and I don't have as much stuff to cover. <laughs> and I needed it this week because too many goddamn comics came out this week. Oh god, did they ever. I'm still not done everything, but uh, hey, from uh, one adaptation to another adaptation, Trent Reznor is going to be scoring that new live-action HBO Watchmen show. 
cool, I guess. Yeah, again, that was another... His scores are pretty fucking forgettable. Uh, he's a great artist and a great songwriter and a great everything else, but yeah, you're right, his scores are slightly forgettable. Like, can you, like, remember any of his scores? No. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of his music, but no, I, I can't think of any of his scores. I mean, it's, it's a cool name to have involved. I think I only really put this on here to remind people, hey, HBO's doing a Watchmen show, everybody. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They haven't like released anything about it, and nope. isn't it meant to like come out like kind of soon or like fairly soon. start of next year? Yeah, so it's also gonna be in the in the modern day, which means they've already yeah. missed like half the point of the original. Yeah, it's like a sequel that no one wanted. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, by this, I'm sure by the time it'll come out, Doomsday Clock will have to have been done by then. <laughs> Well, maybe if there's any, if there aren't any more delays, there's like an issue coming out like today as we are as this is up uh, on New Comic Book Day. So, yeah. and I think that's like issue seven. So it's got like four issues left Which until one? until someone decides that they need to have like another three issues or something to finish it. Like off. they did with Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So. Doomsday Clock isn't done yet, but it's coming out the same day as the first issue of Heroes in Crisis. So you're already starting your next big mega event before your other big mega event is isn't even done yet. Yeah, yeah. That seems that seems like poor business management. Again, I I'm no expert, I'm no president, I'm no publisher, I'm no editor, but it seems like you should finish one before you start the other. Yeah, and not only that, it's going to confuse a lot of people. Yeah. That's that's the damnedest thing. Remember, remember when we were so hyped for Doomsday Clock and it was going to be the best, biggest thing, and it was going to answer all these questions. I'm still interested in it. It's just these delays have like kind of fucked it up because like now I'm like, what's the point? Like, yeah, again, it's like well, clearly it didn't matter that much to the whole DC universe because the DC universe marches on. Yeah, it's just chugging along and like nothing, like like, and I think because it's going on, we haven't had those like really neat little tie-ins we were getting at the start of Rebirth, where you know something was happening behind the scenes and those you don't know what stopped. it is. And yeah, yeah, they've like just stopped dead. <laughs> yeah, what well, one of the best things about DC Rebirth, and they've all just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> and again, by the end of this story, we'll figure out did they even mean anything. Hey, did they even matter? <laughs> That's the fear, is that at the end of Doomsday Clock, none of it's going to matter, because it's like so much weird stuff has gone on with Jeff Johns, where it's like, yep, I'm the president, creative officer of the company, I'm doing this, I'm doing everything. Well, I'm not anymore now, I need to concentrate on other works, and, uh, you know, well, well, why does it feel here like the whole story has pivoted, and with all these delays, well, why do I feel you're writing other stuff, like whatever Doomsday Clock was supposed to be, it's not that anymore? It feels like that. It's start, it was starting to feel like that. Like, like going into Doomsday Clock, you're like, okay, Superman's going to find Manhattan, and then shit's going to go down. And we haven't had any of that yet. No, <laughs> none of it. But here's a whole issue about Marionette and Mime. Yeah, because these characters are cool. I guess. Th- thank you. I I think I pretty much got <laughs> their entire story just by seeing their general design and everything. But thank you for devoting a whole story to them. <laughs> also it gets really fucked up because hey here's doomsday clock where we're making reference to sanctuary and heroes in crisis 
and we're implying there might be future Court of Owl storylines and other stuff. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that in what was supposed to be a prestige book, a prestige sequel to Watchmen. Don't, don't start talking about future events now and really dating yourself. Yeah, and like saying you have to after this read this book and yeah don't yeah no, please, please no. don't please don't do that you weren't doing that when you started why are you doing it now <laughs> uh, but again enough about doomsday clock everyone we'll talk about that when we get there uh we got some big marvel news here this week uh marvel news that i am very suspicious of and very very unsure of apparently uh coming this october we're going to have charles soul's final daredevil story and it's called death of daredevil yeah, well, you know, he killed off Wolverine. He's bringing him back. He's like, oh, I want to kill off Daredevil now. And he's killing off the Inhumans, too. Apparently, he's just the <laughs> go-to if you want to kill someone, you go to Charles Soule. Yeah, uh, uh, Donny Cates is killing off the Inhumans. Oh, right. But Charles Soule started it, and then he picked up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Apparently, that's the hip new thing right now. It's like, I'll just kill him. Yeah, just kill him. Just kill him. I'll tell you why I'm suspect of this, though. Why would they kill Daredevil so close to the third season of the new Daredevil show? Maybe he dies in that. Like, properly dies. <laughs> I mean, he went missing at the end of Defenders, but again, I don't think that I mean, he's their most popular, successful one. Ooh, but as we're going to talk about later on with other things, maybe Disney Marvel doesn't care so much about Netflix anymore. <laughs> is what we're going to talk about. I, I smell fake out on Death of Daredevil. Because my whole thing, you know, when we talked about last week, you know, Daredevil, the end, I assumed that this was their big thing to be like, no, 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 let's have a big thing happen in Daredevil's life. Let's have him have a brush with death so we can justify having a new issue number one because he still technically has legacy numbering. I assumed they'd want to do that and then get a new number one out in time for the show or in that same time frame. But no, now they're talking about just killing him, killing him dead in the future solicitations after October don't have a Daredevil book. Mm-hmm. which really makes uh, me question yeah that i don't know eh? like, i i think they they probably will kill him off but they'll bring him back it'll be like a wolverine situation where maybe they'll they'll kill him off and they'll have someone else come in as daredevil kind of fill the gap a little bit right and yeah. Like, I assumed, is this a metaphorical death of Daredevil? Does Matt Murdock have to let the Daredevil identity die so he can do yeah. more good as Matt Murdock or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the Daredevil persona goes away, but Matt Murdock stays around. Because it's funny, I, I had a very interesting theory there. I'm like, well, I know if they do want to kill Matt, but they want to keep Daredevil around, I would like to see Frank McGee get in the Daredevil costume so we could have a human <laughs> Daredevil. That would actually be pretty cool. That would be really fucking cool, and Charles Soule clearly likes that character. I don't think they will do that, and I think they've already played that card too many times of like, hey, let's uh, let's have Danny Rand be Daredevil for a little bit. Let's have, you well, know, this character get in the Daredevil costume. Well, here's like another thing. Like, what if it's a fake-out a la, oh, it's someone who was Daredevil at one point, but it's not Matt Murdock. It's someone who, was, who used to be Daredevil at one point. So, like... You know, someone like Danny Rand or something. Right, we kill off someone else in the guy. Like, you think it's Daredevil, but then, like, the end of the page, the mask gets ripped off in us. Oh, it's Danny Rand, it or, was you know. someone else. It was, I mean, they're not going to kill off Black Panther. He's more popular now than ever. But I was going to say, Black Panther was technically the man without fear and defender of Hell's Kitchen for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Now Black Panther ain't fucking going anywhere. Now he's the new chair. <laughs> he's the new chairman of the Avengers. He's got a space yeah. program. He's backing Captain America's uh, plays in his own book. T'Challa is safe as hell right now. Yeah, he's very safe. You're not going to kill me. No. Yeah. No. What's Danny Rand been doing recently? Like digital babysitting, ba- babysitting Luke Cage's daughter in that adamantium agenda. <laughs> yep, that's about it. Again, you. you See, that's the thing. It's like you fucking kill Danny to make people more interested in Danny is what you need to do. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's that that was the whole thing. That was the it's like hey, we gotta make Daredevil we gotta make Iron Fist interesting. Okay. We'll make him Daredevil, then we'll kill off Daredevil to make people interested. It's like it's a roundabout way, but we'll do it. <laughs> and again, I think I think all this really comes down to is they want a new Daredevil number one, is what they want. Because yeah. they still got the yeah. legacy numbering. They want a fresh start. Maybe maybe this was soul's idea where he's like look if i'm going out on this book i want to go out on a bang he's had a pretty long run actually now that i stop and think about it. he's been on it for like four or five years yeah he, quite a while yeah and it's been a really solid run again as i've said numerous times on this show and i know i'm a broken record but daredevil has had one of the best legacies one of the best successions of writers from like frank miller onward it's been all just fucking stalwart people yeah and yet daredevil never ships big numbers yeah, you, you wonder why, though, especially with, like, Netflix series being really popular, you think people would want to read the comics. And maybe this is why they're doing a death stunt, too, where it's like, Charles, you've been writing amazing Daredevil stories the whole time you've been on here. The art hasn't really been up to stuff for, like, maybe 50% of them, but man, maybe if we kill him and then bring him back, more people will <laughs> want to read him. <laughs> also this this leads me to believe too that if they are ending the daredevil book that is because charles souls will inevitably be going to write the main wolverine series once uh return of wolverine is done yeah i i kind of get the feeling yeah he's gonna transition from daredevil into wolverine like because at the moment he's just doing like those uh what do you call it? just like the special the yeah. the return of wolverine story mini series yeah maybe maybe this is like a killing two birds with one stone where it's like okay let's free up charles's uh schedule get more people interested in daredevil hopefully and then maybe in a year or two we'll have the big return of daredevil thing and it'll be a big deal yeah uh, just as long as it doesn't have tie-ins where it's hunt for daredevils yeah let's let's not do that the ones that yeah. don't you know what my pitch would be actually for a dead daredevil let's have daredevil in hell the series let's actually have him duking it out with mephisto in hell that'd be pretty cool how, how has no one told that story before daredevil goes to hell and because he's a catholic his whole thing is like oh i need to climb jacob's ladder so i can get back into heaven yeah, that that'd actually be really cool. Actually, shit, they could even do it better because I talk about Mephisto. Mephisto's not the king of hell right now. Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze is the king of hell right now. Oh shit! There you go. So like uh, Johnny finds it's like, oh, sup, Matt? You're dead. Oh, that sucks for you. You think you'd go to heaven? Oops. <laughs> well, yeah, of course you can go to heaven if you can climb Jacob's ladder and you just fill it with a bunch of biblical shit. That'd be fun. Yeah. Hey, is Tom Taylor free? I thought Tom Taylor would actually be a really good person to take up Daredevil. Yeah, I think he'd probably do really well. I don't know whether he's free or anything. I know he's like writing, obviously, X-Men Red and stuff like that. He's doing a couple of Batman annuals. Like yeah. like four or five years ago, when uh, when Mark Wade was getting done his really long run, I had pitched Charles Souls like, oh, he'd be a great uh, 
person to do this because he's an actual lawyer in real life and wouldn't it be cool to have a lawyer write the lawyer book. I had had Tom Taylor as someone I thought would be really good for the book. Uh, Tim Seeley, there's another guy. He's doing Shatterstar yeah. right now. He doesn't have a book right now. I think he'd actually be a pretty good uh, fit for it. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Benjamin Percy felt like he never really got a shot writing Nightwing, so maybe he should cross teams and go write a new animal <laughs> book in a couple of years. Hey, Higgins, you're free. Higgins, you proved to be really good, actually. Uh, maybe when you're done Winter Soldier and maybe like in a year from now, you can write Daredevil. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be fun, too. So, yeah, that's that story for you, everyone. Uh, next up, we have some movie news. Uh, close out to helm the Eternals film for Marvel in another one of those projects. Like, oh yeah, they're doing Eternals too, huh? Yeah, they're doing Eternals. I I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with this this woman director. I haven't sure seen. Right. I don't think I've seen anything she's done. But she's cool. Okay. That's a, that's pretty cool choice. Yeah, she's apparently very big on the indie scene. I don't think I've seen any of her movies either. But now that I know, she's helming a Marvel property. I will be sure to check that out. In fact, I I know I read uh, a, an article think piece there that was essentially something akin to, hey, Marvel's last couple big successes have all been when they grabbed, you know, uh, hot directors from the indie scene, either being mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming or even Guardians of the Galaxy because Gunn was basically an indie director at that point. He had never done anything for a big studio. Do you think uh, Disney Marvel should maybe start giving back more to the indie film scene because that's where they seem to be getting all their big talent? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the last, yeah, the last like, like barring like like the Russo brothers who in in as well they they were pretty indie when they were hired to do Captain America. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, their last couple of big movies have all been like indie directors, and it seems to be where it's at. I think even like Captain Marvel's directors, the the man and woman who directed Captain Marvel, are kind of indie directors as well. That kind of seems to be their modus operandi, maybe because they didn't want to be so beholden to people like they did for the first Iron Man and Captain America and everything, where it's like, hey, let's find some really good indie talent who are young and hungry and looking to make a name for themselves let's let's give them the big disney bucks to make a crazy movie for us it also makes sense in like in their way because like like phase one was like setting up everything so they got like big name directors like joe johnston kenneth branner lewis leteria to to like set up everything and like get everything set up for their universe and then they pass it on over to like the smaller directors like james guns your, your russo brothers and, and then they take it from there and sort of become big themselves it's true it's a very interesting little system they have built up also by picking young up-and-coming hungry indie directors you're probably not going to have the edgar wright problem of well i'm just going to take my ball and go home now i have several projects i can work on i don't need this yeah yeah with this, with this woman, I don't know what her schedule looks like, but I'm going to guess she doesn't have Edgar Wright uh, problems. She doesn't have Edgar <laughs> Wright projects all sitting in the works to do. But yeah, so good good on them for Eternals. Like, like I kind of want to talk shit about Eternals. Like, oh yeah, Eternals, that'll be a big hit. But they made a big hit out of Guardians of the Galaxy, so they can basically make a big hit of, about anything. Yeah, if it's done right, I think it'll be really great. I, I told you my conspiracy theory, my tinfoil hat theory I had for the longest time, where I'm like, nope, nope, Eternals is code. No, man, Eternals, that's, that's their secret working title. They're actually working on X-Men and Fantastic Four, but they're calling it hey. Eternals to throw us off the scent. Mm. You know, never know. 
that's that's their thing to try and fuck with us. It's going to turn out this Chloe woman's going to be like, no, I was actually making X-Men all along. How, how awesome would that be? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, everyone, we want to show you a clip for Eternals. Oh, but we lost it. Here's an X-Men thing we were working on instead. <laughs> ah, you tricked us, Marvel. And they do shit like that. Remember when Captain America 2 was supposed to be Serpent yeah. Society? Yeah, that, oh, that'd be so cool. Like, like you thought we were work- we haven't started working on it, but really we did. <laughs> really we've been working on it all along actually. Cuz that's another theory I had where it's like look Marvel has to probably have spec scripts and probably commissioned like skeleton scripts and everything for Fantastic 4 and X-Men on the contingency that they might get it back at some point and they'd want to get yeah. the ball rolling on it. Either that or like you have like Kevin Feige who's like He's obviously set up all these phases, but and he's got like an idea like if we got Fantastic Four and all that back by this date, this is how we could do it. Yeah, the, you know we've got these scripts ready to like go into like second draft or something. There's there's a string theory board out there with a bunch of marker <laughs> and lines tied to it. But actually, you know, hey, with that, let's let's jump ahead to this. I wasn't going to talk about it till later, but we're basically on this subject anyway. Uh, it was announced this week too. Uh, Kevin Feige to oversee Marvel Disney's X Men films. No, really? Oh, no shit. No, you mean this guy who's been working and making you billions? You're going to let him oversee this too? Oh, my, my, my dear Orr. <laughs> also, is water wet in the sky blue? I mean, it'd be really funny if they come out. It's like, oh no, he's not actually doing that. Jeff Loeb is, and the TV oh, guys are oh. Scott Buck. And <laughs> oh no, oh no, 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 bad. <laughs> but yes, shocker. The guy who's been working out for you, you hope will continue to work out for you in the future. <laughs> yeah. So that's something for you. But uh, yeah, from something I'm not too sure about. Uh, being the Eternals, to something I thought I was sure about, and now I don't know anymore, and that is Joaquin Phoenix, who this week we actually got to see his Joker makeup and Joker suit. We did, we did. I, I still question people, like, tell me why a Joker film needs to be made. Especially why? a period piece Joker film that doesn't connect to anything else. Well, it doesn't connect now, but when, if the movie does really well, it will, like, they'll suddenly say, like, oh, no, it was always meant to connect. The the makeup I wasn't crazy about, because I'm like, oh, we're doing more Heath Ledger, he's just a guy in makeup, we're not going to do the whole bleached skin thing from the comics, yawn. I mean, I guess he, you technically yeah. already did it with Leto, and people hated that, so... Yeah, but they didn't hate that, that wasn't the reason why they hated Leto, they hated Leto because... He was Leto. Because he was um, Leto and he was doing it wrong. That's, again, that's just so Warner Brothers DC. Okay, you didn't like that. Well, now we're going to go the other way completely. Yeah, we're going to go back to the other one, and which was good at the time. But now that it's like you can do more comic accurate stuff, you know. I do like his suit, and that's the one thing for... I do people. like that, yeah. I like the suit a lot. And again, it's something where it's like, oh, yeah. It's a retro movie, so, like, purple suits in that style and that cut are actually super common. So, yeah, he would actually be able to get something like that and wear it regularly. And I'm like, okay, I I like the suit a lot, actually. The suit's kind of doing it for me. Yeah, I I like the suit. Yeah, I just don't like the makeup. Again, it it really does make me feel where it's like, did, did someone just have, like, 
a John Wayne Gacy biopic script they were sitting on, and DC Warner Brothers are like, let's do yeah. that. Can we have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't want to, like, know what you do for a Joker film. A, when there's, like, no Batman around, when his whole thing is basically he's obsessed with Batman, and, like, Batman kind of makes him yeah. in a way, and 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 he makes Batman, you know? It's, it's the um, Gotham problem. How do you have a Batman story minus Batman? exactly like it doesn't make any sense to me it really doesn't i don't know again you know we could be wrong they could have like some crazy shit that they're gonna show us i don't know if i believe that and as we said i i just can't wrap my mind around why we need this movie no i i can't either the 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 one thing i do like kind of appreciate is todd phillips the director he like came out and said well like why should you guys see shitty paparazzi photos we'll just release all this stuff and just like actually show you stuff that's pretty cool i respect that i respect getting in front of that this is a guy who knows the game how the game is played in 2018 in the modern age yeah i can respect him for that much that's uh that's definitely cool but yeah we'll we'll keep you posted on this joker movie as it comes out matt and i still aren't convinced yet but you know our our, our minds are open at any time now yeah that little camera test they did was pretty cool but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't get why people are like hailing it as like the best Joker ever when you've yeah. barely seen anything and it looks no different to what we've had before. Also, another funny thing that makes me laugh, no pun intended, that is just incepted into the pop culture zeitgeist in mind about something that is uh, true to the Joker, even though I don't think it ever was. This thing that uh, Caesar Milan, not Caesar Milan, Caesar Romero, that's a fucking dog whisperer, that Caesar Romero <laughs> did. In the in the Batman uh, 60s show with Adam West, where you know he he had a clown mask on and he took it off to reveal his clown face underneath. Yeah, and Ledger did the same thing. In and his, they're doing it here. <laughs> and they're doing it here too. And I'm like, I don't. That's not a comic thing. That was never supposed no. to be a thing. That was just a weird thing they did in 60s Batman. So to see people take that as gospel, where it's like, oh, well, that's what you need to do in, in Joker. That's what yeah. people have come to expect from it. I'm like, is it, though? No, it's not. No, it's happened twice. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> twice in 80 years. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's just funny what people take as gospel. Like, like more weird things I take as gospel where it's like, oh, yeah, for Batman to go to the Batcave, he has to turn up the bust of Shakespeare and press the button and everything, and that's what opens the thing. Yeah, or it's behind the clock, the clock, uh, the grandfather clock, and he has to play the piano or something. Or he has to set it to the time that his parents yeah. died or something like that. Like yeah. that, I take more as Batman gospel. I think it's funny that this is the thing. And also, if you're going to do a Joker movie like this, I'm surprised no one's tried to be like, oh, well, can we honor his time as Red Hood before he takes an acid bath? That's what I thought they were going to be doing in this. Like, we weren't going to see the actual Joker, like, this Joker makeup. We were just going to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character um, be the comedian and then slowly get turned into, like, the Red Hood. And we'll see him in, like, on in like the suit with, like, a cape or something. Because he and... looked like that guy, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, then only at the end of the movie is when he, he becomes the Joker when, uh, surprise, Batman's there. Yeah, but doesn't look like they're going that way because it looks like he just is the joker and he has a joker gang and he's doing joker stuff and i'm like okay 
Yeah. Did we did we end up talking about the character's name as well in this? Oh yeah, uh, Arthur Fleck. A Fleck yeah. is his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, like, why are you giving the Joker like uh, a name? Why why not just go for it and just call him Jack Napier? Yeah. Well, you know why they're calling him A Fleck? A Fleck. He's a Joker. Oh yeah. So wow, if if you want to wonder what the current state of uh, Ben Affleck <laughs> is with the Batman franchise, uh, let that be it. <laughs> that they're already taking pot shots at him in another movie and calling him a joker yeah yeah <laughs> fuck uh, put put that on the poster and joel of the comic multiverse says fuck <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> see that's a great one for uh for a poster uh quote because you don't know if i'm being positive or negative <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck can be interpreted in so many wonderful ways <laughs> but yeah so that's that news story there and from uh, uh warner brothers and dc back to disney and this is a story that i'm sure matt will have a lot to say on the matter because it is star wars related apparently uh disney says that they plan to rethink their approach to star wars moving forward Oh, about fucking time. <laughs> Which, again, it's like, no, I don't think they were listening to the angry man-baby contingent who were all nah. upset over Force Awakens and fucking Last Jedi for any number of reasons. I've lost track at this point. I think they finally come to the realization that the sensible fans, like Matt and I, and I'm sure many others have been saying, and that is, hey, Disney, we, we love Star Wars, but we don't need one every year. It's not the Avengers. Yeah. We don't, yeah. You don't need to to quote unquote franchise it and have one every year on a cycle. Every every two years, yeah, is good enough. That's perfect. That's fine. Really take your time. Really work on it. Really, you know, try and find different angles and you know different sides of the universe we've never seen before. Yeah, we don't. Solo was fine. It was the best version of that. It was going to be. But we don't need any more solos. We don't need that the same way that you could do like a new Marvel movie every couple months now, which you are, because it's it's a vast universe with a bunch of different colorful characters and lots of places you can go with it. Yeah, we do. I, I don't want them to do anything with like a Boba Fett film or a Obi-Wan film. None of that shit. We don't need any of that stuff. Do more. You, you've got this whole literally a whole galaxy a whole universe do stuff not related to any of these characters or like just do do something about you know some smuggler or something who's never met han or chewie or any of that on the other side of the galaxy from them or something exactly if the solo movie was just about woody harrelson and his crew that would have been cool fuck yeah that yeah that would have been really cool could have made a whole movie about that and i would have been fine with it it's it's the thing too is like hey hey move forward not backward we're pretty good with back here do new stuff yeah they need to stop doing the whole nostalgia thing as well like remember this remember this remember when this character said this they said it in this film yeah that's that's fine we don't need that that's cool it's you you, we got enough of it in force awakens is the thing that was that was fine we didn't think the series was ever going to come back we hadn't had one in like almost a decade and everything Mm -hmm. that was the special moment that was your victory lap that was your nostalgia fest it worked there please don't keep doing it yeah and also like it it was kind of obvious as well they didn't particularly have a plan going from episode seven to eight to nine because like like all the stuff jj set up and like left open for episode eight like ryan johnson kind of either 
shove that away or like or said it didn't matter yeah it didn't matter stuff like that yeah which, which i had no problem with in fact it was one of the things i liked about it. i'm like oh look at the fucking balls on this guy <laughs> it, it was pretty it was pretty boozy but at the same time i was like oh, i kind of wish we got to see a bit more about snoke or a bit more yeah. about the knights of ran or stuff like a bit more about luke or something I'm sure we will in some side thing. Again, Star Wars Resistance, I think a lot of that stuff is going to show up there. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, it's the perfect place for it. But, yeah, that's good to hear, Disney. I'm glad you're rethinking it. You can rethink it and not have to admit defeat and not have to say stuff didn't happen. But, again, thank you for at least coming to, seemingly coming to the opinion that, yeah, maybe we don't need to do one of these every year yeah and they're still doing like tv shows and stuff like that they've, they've got the john favreau show coming out uh very soon because apparently that's filming and yeah resistance whatever happens after resistance stuff like that yeah clone wars yeah clone wars has come back not to mention the myriad of new comics and books and everything oh god doing yeah too yeah we're, we're actually reaching a point in terms of comics where like they they're gonna have to start releasing uh, like what they're doing next because like this coming week Poe Dameron ends I, d I don't know whether it's the end of the story or like I think maybe the ongoing Star Wars comic is going to come to an end soon right. uh, so yeah they need to sort of announce their I guess phase two when's uh when's the next big Disney conference or whatever D D23 well we've got New York Comic Con coming up that's right so we're probably going to hear some shit there because last year during New York Comic Con, they announced a bunch of new shit for Star Wars. So get ready for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very soon, too. We'll probably have a whole New York Comic Con show with all the shit they're going to end up announcing there. Definitely. It was fun to go to Philly and talk to a bunch of writers. I'm like, hey, what do you got coming out? They're like, oh, well, my indie series, and I got a new issue of this and other stuff I can't talk about because of New York. Literally everyone I talked to said that, and also New York, which I can't talk about. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. That means I'm going to get some good news later. <laughs> uh, what else did we have here? Uh, ooh, keeping on the Disney train here. Uh, this this was pretty huge news. I was not expecting this this week. That brand new Disney streaming app is apparently going to feature limited series based on and starring characters from the movie, starting with apparently Loki and Scarlet Witch. This was something I don't think anyone saw coming. No. Like yeah, th this is actually really cool that they're they're giving these characters who uh, I guess you'd call them secondary characters. Yeah. They they since they weren't like the main focus of really anything. I guess you could say Loki kind of was for some stuff. Loki ended um, up being a much bigger focal point than yeah. I think anyone thought he would be, and I think Tom Hiddleston did that just by sheer force of charisma. <laughs> yeah, just by acting yeah. really well. He fucking willed that into existence, and good for him. <laughs> yeah, but like I think this is really cool, and yeah, they've uh, have they confirmed that they're they're getting like Tom Hiddleston and. Elizabeth also, I imagine they would be. I mean, they wouldn't have announced it the way they did if not for that. But yeah, this this yeah. really opens up a whole new frontier of connectivity for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is basically them saying, hey, you know all these characters you wanted more focus on? You're going to get it. And also, yeah. any character in a franchise that doesn't make a billion dollars, well, they'll just get limited series now. Yeah, and honestly, that's kind of perfect. It is, because again, it's like, hey, Hawkeye never got a movie, Black Widow never got a movie. They're getting limited series. Sweet. I would love that. 
I fucking love it. And they're all going to be in canon. Yep, same actors, same people, all in canon. Fucking A. Awesome. And then that also opens the door to, like, okay, we've got all these other properties. What do we, like, do with it? Like, they could have, like, an X-Men limited series, like, on specific characters. Yep, they really could. It's like, hey, obviously X-Men's going to be a big, huge thing and everyone's going to love it. Why don't we do the New Mutants and or, you know, X-Men Academy or any of these other many books we have? Us Excalibur. Yeah. We got all these British actors to fucking do some Excalibur shit. Well, that's, that's like a really cool thing. They could actually do a show that's in continuity with all this and but set in the Xavier Mansion where you have that. like like the lives of the students and so, sort of things. So basically a Degrassi x-men I, I want that so much as a fan of x-men evolution and x-men academy i really really want that yeah and then and it's concurrent with the movie it's like oh the x-men are off no fighting you know magneto in yeah i know wherever wherever the genoa or something and yeah and while while they're there they're you know there's students being taught stuff by like the x-men that get left behind yeah that'd be so cool that would be very cool now this asks a very important question and that is well disney if you're putting so much time and money and characters from the movie on your own app thing what about the netflix shows to which the answer seems to be what about the netflix shows <laughs> i have a feeling that like a lot of these shows are going to get to probably season three and then that's going to be like like i think maybe daredevil season three might be the end for it that kind of like, seems to be the way the winds are blowing because they're like hey any word on the next season of defenders it could get a season two maybe we don't know it actually didn't do as good as the other ones which is kind of fucked up yeah. i think yeah same with like iron fist as well <laughs> you know what i think the problem with defenders is l looking at this now in full 2020 vision it was yeah. one thing to get people interested in Avengers, because you could go into the Avengers movie, not really needing to have seen the other ones, they do enough to get you up to speed. Mm -hmm. It's a hell of a thing to be like, okay, here's 14 episodes of television that you needed to watch, like, 100 episodes of television around it. Yeah, you needed to watch, like, all these seasons of, like, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and then uh, to, to understand, like, who these characters are, Going into Defenders, and yeah. What was going on. And hey, there's a good chance you might not even like some of these, because, you know, the tastes run all over the place. Most people agree Daredevil's pretty good. Most people agree uh, Iron Fist was pretty bad. Jessica Jones is a little divisive. I personally loved it. Some people didn't like it. Uh, Luke mm -hmm. Cage is really good to start with, but really goes downhill in the first season. <laughs> That's a lot to ask of people to go into a big thing like Defenders, and it's like, mm, Defenders maybe should have been a movie, maybe. Maybe it should have been a limited series. Yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be very interesting to see what happens going for, like, once these shows all reach, like, season three. Because obviously we've got Jessica Jones season three coming out, Daredevil season three coming out, Punisher season two. Yeah. It's really, like, Luke Cage and Iron Fist are, like, the like the last ones to probably get, if they even get season three three <laughs> yeah because that's the thing too where it's like hey what about a moon knight show and a blade show are we gonna get those on netflix it's just, it's, it's well it's, that's the thing we might get them on the app we now. might get them on the app now because it's like well hey disney marvel you guys are pretty good about announcing what the next phase is gonna be when phase one is done so what's next for the netflix universe <laughs> that that kind of seemed to be the answer oh well you know no one knows who knows anyone knows <laughs> 
Yeah. Also, as well, this kind of also upstages the DC app where they're like, we have all these new shows, Titans and everything. Are they in continuity? No. And then and then Marvel's like, well, we've got an app coming out and we have the Star Wars shows that are in canon. And now we have Marvel shows with the actors from the movies in it. <laughs> Which seems like a no brainer. But again, I'm sure, you know, they didn't want to offend movie actors or like, what, 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 beyond television? No, never me. No, no, no. It's a prestige streaming app. And we're going to pay you movie dollars for it and it's going to have movie effects okay <laughs> that was another thing apparently like the the shows are going to have like movie budgets like across the, which in the in the grand scheme of things isn't really a lot because it's like you know 50 million for like say 13 episodes that's that like it's about like game of thrones level that's the thing as probably. We- as we talked about uh, when they said, like, oh, can you believe the, the crazy budget that Favreau's Star Wars show is going to be $10 million? It's like, yeah. it's like well, a million dollars an episode is basically what it costs to do Game of Thrones. They do 10 episodes yeah. for a season. It's not weird anymore. TVs become incredibly expensive now. Yeah, it's, yeah, especially, like, these high-concept ones that require, like, lots of effects and, and big movie stars and everything. Yeah, yeah, you, like, uh, Westworld, yeah. I mean, that kind of seems to be the drama thing now. People seem to enjoy this stuff more on television now. Yeah, yeah, lots of people enjoy, like, and and, and that's the, the other thing, like, actors like going to TV as well, like, they they enjoy doing that sort of work. Otherwise, you wouldn't be getting you know Anthony Hopkins in Westworld or Ed Harris or something. Yeah. You know, it's the uh, what do I like to call it? It's the Brian Cranston effect, is what it is. It's <laughs> the, hey, I did a little TV, I did a little movies, but I blew the doors off television, and now every character actor and not even character actors now, every like AAA actor wants their Breaking Bad moment is what they want to show. I am so yeah. fucking good at this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's the news for this week, everyone. I was surprised there was actually as much as there was. We filled over an hour already just talking about news. Yeah, lots of news. Yeah, lots of lots of news. I guess from there we can hop on over to what we read this week. And Matt, there were too many goddamn comics this week. They were, and thanks to me going to a con, I didn't really get to do a lot of them. That's cool. We'll just talk about a couple then, because there was too many, and I'm not. I, there were two big annuals that came out: Spider-Man, Captain America. Haven't even got around to reading them yet. I like flipped through the Captain America one, and it looks like a really cool World War II set story. That's what I heard. It actually got really good reviews. Apparently, uh, the Spider-Man one is a flashback to what he was doing in the black suit uh, for all like the time that he lost whilst in the black suit. Yeah, I, I can flick through that one, and like the the reason why he lost the time is actually really well explained. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I guess we can start with Batman this week, Batman number 55. Did you read this one? I did, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Me too. Holy shit, we've liked two Tom King Batman stories in a row. Someone stop us. Is this is this when like editorial started getting involved? You know, they they they're five issues away from the uh, the the wedding one. Did they get involved on the wedding one, and now they're starting they they're starting to check his work. <laughs> it certainly feels a lot tighter. It definitely feels like someone said, "No, Tom, this needs a beginning, middle, and an end." Yeah, he's like, okay. <laughs> And indeed, this one had a beginning, middle, and an end, and I think this one actually played to King's strengths amazingly. For one, Batman is barely the main character, Nightwing is the main character, he does the bulk of the talking, and King seems to like Nightwing a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's like, well, how do you write Nightwing? Ah, uh, make him, uh, you know, 
upbeat. crack jokes and and yeah make him upbeat you know make him a polar opposite of batman who's all serious and everything and it's like ah oh, that's easy and like nightwing actually sounds like a human being that's nice yeah yeah he he talks in full sentences and doesn't just say bat or cat yeah he doesn't sound like a weirdo and that being said talk about sounding like a weirdo uh tom king also gets to write kg beast who never puts a costume on in this issue and yet might be the most scary he's ever been because he writes him like a soulless terminator basically yeah he he barely had any lines i think he had like three or four lines in the book and yeah and again like i i praised uh tony daniel's art for like basically telling the story without any dialogue or anything and he probably only had like bare bones like okay he goes to a gun shop and buys a gun like he drew drew it really well like like that scene in the first terminator film where arnold goes and buys the guns that's that's how good tony daniels is too it's like i will tell a story with the art even if the story is lacking yeah yeah and that he maybe that's why it was so good he was maybe. able to tell it really well even the art i was reminded i'm like didn't tony daniels do like the batman superman wonder woman book that was so good yeah yeah he did <laughs> he wrote and drew that and it was so fucking good but didn't last all that long uh yeah, it's funny. I laughed so hard seeing KG Beast, a well-known Russian national with a rap sheet as long as my arm, come to America because I just did international travel the week before. Yeah, he, he just like get, gets admitted into the United States. No, no questions. <laughs> well, I laughed my ass off too because I'm like, I, I laughed because he talks to people so much. I'm like, I was actually very shocked going through customs that I did this month. So much of it is handled by computers now. You barely talk to any people. <laughs> the first thing they do when you go through customs is like, okay, scan your scan your passport. Now stand still while we get a picture taken of you. And I'm like, why did it take my picture? And I'm like, oh, oh, it's probably putting me through like every database, DMV, police, yeah. FBI. Making sure you're not some serial killer or something. <laughs> it's probably putting me through every database on the planet in the span of like three seconds. So that's why I thought yeah. it was hilarious that KGB's got through. And then, of course, he buys a gun the same night. Again, Russian national. But hey, that's just America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be amazed if he didn't. The line that made me laugh, though, is that when he goes to the diner and he leaves the threatening message on the napkin, there's people talking in the background, and I'm sure you saw this, too. One of the conversations some person says is, oh, he just says the same thing twice because he thinks it makes him sound deep. <laughs> yeah th- this felt like tom king like just taking tweets taking it out tweets and, yeah. and putting it in there in the conversation i'm like is that is that tom king being self-aware like is that tom king being like yes i know <laughs> what you say about me is that tom king or is that is that the editors <laughs> is that the editor putting that in trying to burn him a little bit it's like he just says the same thing over and over again it makes him think it sounds deep when it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that because if that was intentional, like, oh, congratulations, good for you, Tom King. You're a little self-aware now, 55 issues in. <laughs> you grew a sense of humor along the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but what's what's the big finale of this one, Matt? Uh, the big finale is we see KGB go kill a guy in an apartment, set up a sniper position. We don't know what for. Batman gets called in to go, uh, to Gordon, who's fi- who they when we find out that it's like the anniversary of the War of Jokes and Riddles, and then Night his own work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again, uh, and then Nightwing gets shot by KG Beast. <laughs> 
Doesn't shoot Batman. He actually aims at Nightwing. Yes, which I actually liked that as a subtle little bit where it's like, ooh, ooh. At first I thought that KG Beast had missed, but then it's like, no, no, he was hired to shoot Nightwing because hurting Nightwing would hurt Batman more. Yeah, and Nightwing doesn't wear a helmet, so, you know, clean shot to the head. (laughs) Also that, he was a much easier target. But, uh, again, this is to make Batman darker and grittier so he can go on a revenge quest against KGBs and whoever hired him. It's Bane. Yeah, it's it's Bane. (laughs) It's it's Bane. They already spoiled that. It's Bane. And uh, also so Dick Grayson can become an amnesiac, lose his memory, and also become darker and grittier in his book because everything now needs to be darker and grittier, Matt. Yeah, well, you know, he's darker and grittier in the Titans show. So, you know, I wonder if he'll say fuck Batman in this. Oh, yeah. They would need to do that in Black Label, but then they might censor it, though. No, no, they'll do like what they do in comics where they do swear and they get like the, the exclamation mark and oh, the hash sign. And... All the punctuation. <laughs> but we'll know what it means because it'll be like those words and then Batman. We're like, ah, we get that because oh. it's dark and gritty. Yeah. And Lubdell will have all his edges out for it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like, yeah, he gets shot and that's like where the comic ends. And I, I, I kind of said in my review, it's like, this is going to have nothing to do with jokes and riddles. Absolutely no. nothing. No, of course not. Well, I assume that that was just, uh, that was KGB's way of being like, oh, they'll have to talk to the commissioner because he'll have to light the signal and that will be a tall place. And if I can get him on a tall place, because yeah. I, I'm assuming KGB is as smart as the people who read the comics and he knows the bat signal is on top of the police station. So if he sets up across from it, he'll eventually see Batman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although, although the question is, how did he know Nightwing would be there is the thing. Obviously Batman would yeah. show up, but how was he aware that Nightwing has been trying to cheer Batman up for two issues? Yeah, again, this is it, this is where it starts to fall apart a little bit with like this, like King's sort of like over the last couple of uh, arcs, he's done stuff like this where it's oh, just cause. Yeah, where it's like even your good work is undercut a little bit. Like I liked this, I enjoyed this more than your other stuff. Oh, but I thought about it for longer than ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've actually had time to ingest it, and now I start to like think of it, and it starts coming apart a little bit. <laughs> yeah, hey, wait a minute. KGBs know he would be there. <laughs> also, how has no criminal ever thought of this before, actually, to try and take a pot shot at Batman while he goes and meets Gordon by the bat signal? Yeah, everyone fucking knows the way the bat signal is, yeah. How has no one, like, just set up a gun or, like, even put bombs or something on the bat signal? Or... Yeah. I put a hundred... I mean, t- it is on top of the police station, but even still... Yeah, just get him up there and then, you know fire big rockets at it or something yeah how many many dirty cops are there in gotham i will give you exactly i will give you a million dollars if you put like a hundred bombs around the bat signal (laughs) like it's one of those like obvious no-brainer things where it's like how has no one thought of this before yeah yeah they haven't well they haven't given us an explanation of why people don't do that (laughs) again because it's like it's the one place everyone knows batman has to be when the signal goes off yeah and it's like it's not like there's a bunch of bat signals set up at a bunch of different police stations. It's just the one. <laughs> it's it's one police plaza. <laughs> but yeah, Batman fifty five actually pretty good. I hope it keeps this moving forward. Again, it seems like Tom King when he's focused, he can be very good. Yeah, it. I, I hope that like the 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 editorial don't go like, okay, Tom, we're trusting you now. Yeah. 
Don't fuck this up. And he's like, okay, I won't. And then the Batman said cat. God damn it. <laughs> and he said it repeatedly. That, that's what's going to ruin this story. And then Catwoman comes back. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just breaks the shit out of Batman again. He breaks down and, you know, goes and beats up Mr. Freeze again. <laughs> Catwoman, Nightwing got shot. I need your help. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God, what, what could she possibly do to help you, Batman, in this situation that you can't do yourself? <laughs> no, no, no! Catwoman's good at everything. Didn't you notice she can beat Talia Al Ghul in sword fights, and she's best friends with the Joker, and she can do everything. Yeah, she could beat the Flash, even though they're running in in the Speed Force. <laughs> she can punch every Flash out at once. That's how good she is. <laughs> All right, so that's that one. Uh, I also had the return of Wolverine this week. Did you check that one out? I did. That was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. I get the feeling a lot of people liked this one more than me, mainly because this is the first one they picked up and they didn't read any of the tie-ins where I'm already kind of burnt out on Wolverine coming back. <laughs> yeah, you're already like, okay, come on, get to it, you know? Yeah, it's like, shit or get off the pot, get resurrected or don't. <laughs> yeah, again, like, the tie-ins should have all been one issue leading into this. That's yes, it. It really should have been. Uh, that being said, uh, Charles Souls plays with some really cool ideas. Wolverine has been resurrected, but his mind is fragmented, and he basically has a bunch of conversations with all of his different personas he's had over the years. Not only that, it seeks to imply that he has these personas locked in his head, yeah. along with other men, apparently, and he can let them out, i.e., gaining their powers yeah yeah he has different power sets where he like he's got to save a little kid in this issue so he activates the superhero part of him which obviously is the blue and yellow and we hear a story about the first time he donned the blue and yellow outfit and like superhero wolverine is real positive and he's a real go-getter yeah and then you see like there's one that's like I don't know what version it was, but it was like the animalistic Wolverine right. where he just says Bob and wants to kill everything. Yeah, we see Pat, but then there's, we see Weapon X. Yeah. yeah, but then there's like Storm and Cyclops. Is, so I'm like, is this how they're going to explain the the like burning claws? Like yeah. he can access their powers, but they come through like his claws. So he has like electric claws or like... Yeah, like like concussive blast claws or something. I, I mean, using my Sherlock Mind Palace armchair psychology, I assumed like, oh, oh, you know, uh, a storm is there. That's like the romantic part of his brain, you know, the thing that mm. never got to finish because they had a relationship. And Cyclops is there. That's like that's like his rivalry part of his brain there and everything. I could see that, yeah. But again, we'll have to see where they do it. It's an interesting idea, and it's such a very Wolverine idea, too, because this is a guy who can never trust his memories because his mind is always fucked up, and there's always psychic blocks, and there's always amnesia. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really interesting. But yeah, I like the idea that he could potentially unlock these different parts, and it's, it's like, oh, I've got to fight this room full of guys. I'll unlock the animalistic part of me and just go mental on them. Yeah, it's... It's an interesting concept, you know, I will always say that about Charles Soule, he's always a high-concept kind of guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Book, book also looks amazing, too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Steve McNiven on the art, so yeah. it's, it's so detailed. Just, again, there's another yeah. guy, McNiven, who just yeah. kills it, every image is poster quality, the bit where he's on the motorcycle shooting the gun, and I'm like, oh, frame that. Yeah, also, yeah, I just, I actually want to talk about that. The guards that Sotero use are Omega Red. Are they? 
Well, like, he kills that guard up in the tower, and it, like, rips the mask off, and it's, like, got the Omega Red symbol, and he had, oh. he used, like, like the, the tentacle thing to grab the gun again and shoot Wolverine off the off the bike. So, like, are they clones of Omega Red? Ugh. That, that, yeah. that was a thing in one of the X-Men books I didn't read. There was the Omega Red Core, which was, like, oh, Omega, it was, like, Gamma Red, Beta Red, because, get it, Omega. Okay. They were all, yeah. there, there were clones... And then the real one came back in the Weapon X book, and he's on Weapon X Force now. But yeah, there are there are clones of him. Yes. Yeah, so I guess that's that's the reason why they had like an Omega Red there. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I I do still like Persephone as a villain because like Wolverine doesn't even know if she's a villain because she's like, yeah, I brought you back. Yeah, I, I love you, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, she does. He, he hasn't like seen anything yet that like would make her a villain or like ties her to like Sotera and everything because like yeah, he sees her in the mind palace like yeah there's this mind palace you can go nuts in it you're the warden yeah <laughs> he's like oh she seems all right to me Ooh, the new black and red costume people joked forever being like oh it looks like a hell's kitchen attire it literally is a chef suit yeah it is <laughs> it's so cool it's, it's so cool it's literally 100 a chef suit and i'm like ah i see what you did there guys that's fun gonna make cosplaying him much easier boy is it and then you're like uh, you know what well, why does wolverine make sense in a chef suit oh because he has big knives on his hands he's literally a chef <laughs> all he's missing is the little hat yeah now that's the crossover i want wolverine versus gordon ramsay yeah wolverine versus the iron chef oh yeah bring them all together you got gordon ramsay you got the iron chef guy fietti tries to run him down in his catalog <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one. Uh, oh, I'd say Anthony Bourdain, but that's sad. He's no. I was right. just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, oh, and Anthony Bourdain loved comics too. He actually wrote his own. Ah, uh, that's awesome. That's sad. I've I've been watching a lot of Parts Unknown actually on uh, on Netflix. So have I. Because they have so a lot of it there, and God, it's a watchable show. It really is. It's so sad. They got that, and they got the layover. Apparently tonight they premiered the newest episode of parts unknown from the last season that obviously he didn't get to finish because because he killed himself mm. but apparently this new episode was like all the stuff they cut together and it was like a big tribute episode to him oh that's nice yeah i'll have to check that one out definitely but yeah that's uh that's wolverine everyone it was pretty cool it was it was really great start yeah what uh, what else did you have matt in the small amount of comics you did have uh, we had Justice League issue 8. Yes, yes, uh, big talky issue between Lex and the Batman who laughs. Yeah, it was an old Legion of Doom-centric issue with the, the, the Batman who laughs kind of like being the exposition dump. Yes, very like, much so. Like kind of, and like them kind of wrapping up the totality arc mm. and like setting up uh, Drowned Earth and whatever happens uh, alongside that with the re- the f- continuation of the totality yeah which seems to be that that's just the story moving forward now lex wants the totality yeah. he'll do whatever it takes to get it yeah well also like yeah he's trying to like get the power um from the totality as well as like obviously unlocking those seven other powers and he's trying to unlock the next one and he doesn't know what he's really looking for so that's why he goes to the batman who laughs who I guess kind of knows, but doesn't really tell him. I guess he's like, uh, what is it? He's a native of the multiverse. He's been everywhere. He yeah. knows things. Yeah, and he knows that, like, these powers belong to someone, uh, a woman named 
Perpetua? Yeah, I couldn't. Perpetua? Perpetua. I couldn't pronounce that for the fuck. I think it's Perpetua because, like, Perpetual Motion Machine. Yeah. Um, who who lives in the totality, I think? Seemingly, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting. I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with that. I reckon she's going to be a new hero. Yeah, that'd be cool. You notice Batman was just cruising around in the Mobius chair and no one mentioned anything? <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, I don't, it's not the Mobius chair. It's, um... Remember he got his legs and arms broken, and it's like the healing oh, device. Right. Okay. See, I thought it, it does look like the like I did a double take. I'm like, wait, I'm like, oh yeah, he got like crippled. That's and, right. And they were cruising through time too. I'm like, are they cruising through time on the Mobius chair? Because the Mobius chair disappeared and we never saw it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's the thing. Maybe Doctor Manhattan has it. That was like another thing that never really got answered because Manhattan back. fucking killed killed Owl Man when he got the chair. And yeah, bring it back to hanging plot threads there for a second. My favorite thing about this issue is that when Lex says, "Yo, I'm gonna ask the Batman who laughs for help," Joker doesn't like the idea because Joker's like, yeah. "No, no, a Batman is a Batman, regardless of universe, regardless of whatever." Yeah. And he's kind of proved right as well, because yeah. as we see, like, the Batman who laughs, like, did a totally Batman thing. He was like, oh, I know all your defenses. I could easily get by them with this simple pick that I have yeah. in my teeth. <laughs> Super Batman, too. Yeah, absolutely. And also Joker's like, no, I'm the funny guy on the team. Yeah, yeah, there can't be two. <laughs> yeah, this this guy's literally stealing my fucking thunder. If he's on the team, why am I even here? <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. I, I like some... Um, cheetah and black manta i like that they've kind of gotten their own sort of side story yeah, i didn't think i'd like that as much i've come around to it this idea where it's like actually they have more in common than you'd think because black manta has a bone to pick with atlantis and poseidon yeah cheetah of course has a long-standing history and grudge against the olympian gods so it all kind of runs together yeah and we kind of get like I want to say like a resolution of what they were stealing in that in like episode in issue six or something mm. with the uh that the tear of extinction which allows Cheetah like when she coats her claws in it to kill a god yeah uh, that she cool. she does yeah she does or she apparently kills Poseidon we don't see him die though um but yeah she intends to use that on Wonder Woman as well since she's technically a god though like half god yeah I think yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously, Black Manta wants Atlantis, and he says the big chance is coming to him soon, which I guess is Drowned Earth. Yeah, whatever that will be, that'll be the next story, which is hilarious, yeah. because the Avengers are also going to Atlantis in the <laughs> next story arc. Oh my god, Let, let's actually talk about, like, Avengers and this, because, like, oh my god, are they, like, they these books are... Is Jason Aaron talking with Scott Snyder or vice versa? Because these they, they're telling the exact same fucking story. And they have been for a while. Hey, I've got the giant Celestials. Hey, I've got the giant Omega Titans. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, in the Avengers this week, they went to their new HQ, which the, the Justice League did, like, a couple of issues before when yeah. we introduced the, the Justice and everything. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. <laughs> the Avengers pick Black Panther to be their new chairman, which is a yeah. left field pick. Like the Justice League picked uh, Martian Manhunter to be their new chairman, <laughs> which was a left field pick. Yeah. Oh, God I, damn it. <laughs> I truly think that like like every Wednesday when these comics come out, Jason Aaron and Scott Snyder get on Skype and they just giggle and laugh to each other. It's like, can you believe they're paying us to do this? 
<laughs> have they said anything to you yet? No, they haven't said anything to me yet. Oh, you think they're ever going to catch on? <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll copy your work. Just change it a little bit. <laughs> the only thing we're missing is that for Avengers, they need to introduce the Masters of Evil, like the new Masters of Evil. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I reckon they probably will like that or like some something like that. Yeah. And Jason Aaron's like, yeah, so every other issue now, uh, we're going to devote time to the Masters of Evil. <laughs> Yeah, they got it. They actually like stopped production of like the actual Avengers comic to tell like like a three issue series of like Masters of Evil or something. Yeah, just to, just to fuck with us. And again, they're they're both good. In fact, they're probably both yeah. of the best things going on at their companies right now. It's just so hilarious that they are so similar. It is absolutely hilarious. I, I'm loving it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's like we joked early on with the whole Celestials Omega Titan things. So it's like, are you are, are you two boys looking at each other's paper in class? And now with this one, it's like, okay, you guys are definitely looking at each other's papers. <laughs> yeah, there's no way this is just like a grand coincidence. Because that's the thing, like, No Surrender and No Justice were kind of coincidences. Yeah. Because they were both announced a long time ago and yeah, they just ended up and then yeah, these two books both started out, they're both on issue eight and they're both basically in the same position. It's it's too goddamn funny. It really is too goddamn funny. Yeah. Avengers was fun. They've got a new headquarters now in the body of a dead celestial. That's pretty cool. Yeah, in the North Pole. In the North Pole. Robbie continues to be the POV character, and he's like, oh, I know, I'm the youngest Avenger. I gotta do this and do homework, and Captain America, oh, I'm not gonna go easy on you, son. Let's fight. <laughs> yeah, I, th I like that. It was pretty cool. And then, yeah, this was just, like, setting up the team after the first big arc and, like, get them getting all together, and then, yeah, they're gonna go fight off, fight Namor and the Atlanteans. <laughs> yeah, because there's some shit happening there, and that will be the next big event, uh, World War Underwater or something like that, or World War Ocean, <laughs> some shit. Yeah. Yeah, the the they'll, the drowned earth, they'll call it, like, the waterlogged earth or something. <laughs> no, like, it, it literally is supposed to be, like, World War Below. Yeah, yeah. World War Below, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. See, that's different than the drowned earth. It's very different. <laughs> Although, seriously, if both of these things are like, yes, we are going to drown the earth with water in both, it'll be like, god damn it. <laughs> that's gonna happen i know it because you know it's gonna happen too with us is we're gonna be reviewing these comics because again they're coming out on the same days now yeah we're gonna be we're gonna fuck up but we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna call namor aquaman and vice versa <laughs> oh no no i what i'm worried about is i'm worried about like i'm gonna do like my avengers put it up and then like someone's gonna comment it's like but the audio says justice league and i'll yeah. be like oh uh, same thing. It's basically the same story. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that was those. Did you have anything else? Uh, I did. I had uh, I had the first of the Infinity Wars tie-in, the I, Soldier Supreme. I picked this up, but I did not read it because I had too much stuff and had to make sacrifices. How was it? I really liked it. I didn't know I really wanted to see a Doctor Strange Captain America like mash together amalgam it's actually really cool uh so we get like the a brief sort of origin of stephen rogers mm. um who again is like he he's a world war ii soldier he's you know skinny and everything he gets uh picked to do be a test subject by dr erkskine who is a woman this time around and uh dabbles in the mystic arts and she, uh, but it's also the dark arts as well. Right. And she injects 
Stephen with like this like a super soldier serum that's imbued with like the dark magic and everything and it makes him makes him look like Captain America like big and strong but also gives him magical powers the first of which shield is a spell yeah that's like the first ability he has and um yeah they test it out and it can like withstand like all this like like uh fire from like tanks and bombs and whatnot so they're like oh dub him soldier supreme and he'll lead the howling commandos of hogarth and Ah, (laughs) with with bucky wong (laughs) bucky wong yes i heard about that bucky wong i I didn't read it but i did see this panel he dies and comes back as the winter soldier who is a ghost (laughs) yeah yeah so like yeah he gets blown up in like a um in like a foxhole and steve like brings him back to life but what was really cool is like because of the magic steve's been like bringing back like the howling commandos as they die like like um dum dum dugan in this isn't dum dum dugan it's nick fury but he looks like dum dum dugan they, and he's got like the eye patch they fuse them together so they're dum dum hope yeah now. but they've like been bringing them back like he's been bringing them back like um he fixes fury's eye and then fury gets shot in the head off panel so he brings him back to life and yeah and they the war ends because like hitler dies and everything but he's like oh the war's not over yet we still got to deal with dormammu red which i heard that one too and i'm like oh that's a lazy name dormammu it is come on that's like red onslaught you can do better it is and the design is kind of like lame as well it's basically like dormammu but with like red skull's head <laughs> i mean i guess that's all dormammu is he's just a big flaming head and red skull yeah and it was the red skull yeah they they fight the the winter soldier comes back to help to help uh steven and they both end up getting trapped in the dark dimension sounds like everything you would want from a story called soldier supreme yeah and but other than like it being a tie-in it wasn't like in name that's all it was it yes. wasn't tied into the actual infinity war storyline no, of course not none of these are going to be i i don't know i think like somehow these heroes are going to like get together and like go after gamora or something maybe at the end they will but i don't know if they yeah do it all it'll later. tie in right at the end yeah i i did laugh they announced a new one that made me smile um instead of the power pack they're the punisher pack yeah, I did see that. That looks so cool. A bunch of little kids. It's like, oh, when their parents are murdered, they become the Punisher pack. I'm like, that's pretty fucking fun. That's so cool. <laughs> what was the one there? Uh, it was Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, mixed with Kang the Conqueror. So she's Kang Kong, the Miss Marvel of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some really cool like amalgamations going on there's some uh, in these. Ones. They've, they're very creative ones. They're not like your usual ones. No, yeah. Ghost Panther, Arachnite, Weapon Hex. Yeah, yeah. Di- Iron Hammer. Uh, Diamond Patch, even. That's a fun one. Yeah. I wouldn't think to fuse uh, Emma Frost and Wolverine, and he's got a white suit and blonde hair, and he's a bit of a dandy, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I will admit, I have no idea where Infinity Wars is going right now. After that last... Neither issue, do I. It's like, so Loki is our main character now? Okay. Yeah, he's he's the hero, I guess? <laughs> Question mark? Even though he's doing this for selfish reasons? You know what this really feels like to me? This What's feels that? like Jerry Duggan had an idea. Like, this was supposed to be a big story in his Guardians book that was oh, yeah. supposed to be going right now. And they're like, ooh, that's cool, making an event. And we can do all these warp times. Like, well, I didn't really intend to do that. It's more of like what I was doing. 
And I'm like, okay, I'll make an event. Because, like, it makes no sense if you're viewing it as an event, but if you're making, if you're yeah. viewing it just as a continuation of Duggan's Guardians, then it makes sense. Oh, it's to- it was totally meant to be that. Like, I-, I can definitely see we were meant to get, like, after the Gardener stuff, we were meant to get, like, a hunt for the Infinity Stone story where, like, Gamora still intent on finding the Soul Stone, like, like kind of goes a bit too far and ends up killing her father, yeah. uh, Thanos, and gets, like, the stones and stuff and then uses it to, like, it was probably meant to be, like, it was meant to warp only, like, the Guardians and they yeah. were meant to, like, fuse with other characters and stuff, but now it's changed now and, it's yeah. everything. Like, this, this was supposed to be his abnet landing. It's like, well, this was going to be my Annihilation yeah. Conquest. This was going to be my War yeah. of Kings and everything else. Yeah. But they just made it bigger. But it is what it is, and I'm going to keep going with it. It's, it's definitely unlike anything else on the shelf at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I'm going to be intrigued to see if they fuck it up at the end. Yeah, that's what I worry, too. Uh, did you have anything else? Not, no, I didn't read anything else yet. It's been a big week, I get you. I'll lightning round the last two. Uh, I had Venom number six. This was the big finale of Donny Kate's first Venom story arc. Okay. Uh, Eddie actually does a pretty baller-ass thing. Uh, he gets the evil god of symbiotes dragon that he's controlling, blows it up with sonic grenades, seemingly sacrificing his own symbiote to do so. Then he takes like the, the shell of the symbiote dragon thing, throws it into an industrial furnace, and then like keeps it shut with his body, even though his hair catches fire and his clothes melt off and everything. Oh, that sounds so cool. It's really fucking baller. And the symbiote's like, oh, Eddie, I can't stay and protect you because, you know, the fire hurts me too. But I'll turn off your pain receptors before I have to leave and flee to safety. So it's just Eddie burning all over himself (laughs) to defeat this evil symbiote god. I'm like, this is cool. This is really fucking cool. Yeah, every time you explain to me about this Venom book or like, yeah, any of the Venom related stuff, I'm like, I really need to read this book. It's, I really need to read it. The first arc is done. Now's the time to start. It's like literally Donny Cates thought to himself, hmm, how could I make this the most 90s horrific, edgy, cool, <laughs> but in a good way version? <laughs> and he did it. And like I'm, I'm amazed. I'm excited about a Venom book in 2018. If you, if you came to me in yeah. 2017 and said, Joel, one of your favorite new Marvel books is going to be Venom, I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Bullshit, I am. And then it's like, okay, what do we got next? Oh, we're doing Carnage next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that'll be a good one, I reckon. Carnage is getting a special one shot. Yeah, and they they're also doing that in the, aren't they doing that book as well for Venom where it's, it's like Vietnam or something? That was a one issue. Yes, they already did that and yes it was cool. Uh, that was a backdoor Wolverine book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was fucking sick. That was Wolverine and Nick Fury Sr. going around Vietnam reenacting Predator by fighting Venom suits. Ah, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and speaking of shit that's over the top and cool in the best way, uh, Thor number five. Again, I won't spoil this for you because I know you read it, but this is this is the continuation of King Thor of the future versus Old Man Phoenix. Yeah, this is this is where that theory of mine, where like the 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 claws that Wolverine has when he came back from life are like Phoenix powered. <laughs> Again, I don't know. They don't answer this one here, but uh, Aaron does go out of his way to mention a bunch of shit and tie together a bunch of stuff from the beginning of his Thor run that I honestly thought he forgot about. 
Oh, wow, really? He's like, hey, remember when Ego the Living Planet ate Gore the God Butcher's Necro Sword that we now know was made by Null the King of Symbiotes? Well, it's out there now, and it's Ego the Necro Planet. Oh, dude, that's so sick. Yes, and then also Ego the Necro Planet seemingly gets defeated by a little green worm that they seek to imply is Loki, because we also saw a flash forward where Loki gets the Necro Sword. Ooh, okay. So that's a thing. Then Fing Fang Foom and a bunch of monsters show up on Earth to fight the Thunder Sisters, who are Thor's granddaughters. Yeah. And then here's the craziest shit. Out of the blue, we find out the monsters are working for Doctor Doom of the future. Oh, nice. <laughs> but here's the thing about Doctor Doom of the future. He is Sorcerer Supreme. Sp- oh, shit. Spirit of Vengeance. He has the Iron Fist and the oh, Starbrand. Holy shit. The only two things he's missing are Mjolnir and the Phoenix Force. Holy fuck. (laughs) He's so OP. (laughs) Yeah, so in the future, he has become God, and he has just taken up all the cool powers for himself. He wants all of them. Oh, that sounds so sick. (laughs) It is. The image is great, too, because it's like he's got Doctor Strange's hood, but his head's on fire, and he's got the star brand on his chest, and he's got the iron fist in one hand. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) This is great, too, because this is almost like Jason Aaron being like, oh, hey, I can write X-Men again, and I can write Fantastic Four stuff again. Guess what I'm writing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go ham. (laughs) I'm going to put it all in this next arc. Yeah, I'm going to put it all in this next arc, and I'm going to imbue it all in one character. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, Hickman, yeah, making Doom Raboomala, that was pretty good and everything, giving him all the Beyonder powers and making him God, I can do better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then the next thing will be like, oh, what doesn't he have yet? Oh, we'll give him the Infinity Gauntlet with all of the the gems, but, like, not just, like, 616 gems, but, like, all of the universe's gems. (laughs) surprised he didn't have that too it's like literally jason like what if i made the most overpowered character of all time (laughs) and we're gonna have thor and wolverine fight them (laughs) yeah exactly it's it's like it's like that moment when you're playing an rpg and it's like oh and i want to subclass into this and into this and into (laughs) that's too many subclasses doom you can't have all the subclasses (laughs) but they all fit (laughs) yeah the fuck i can't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fits my story good but yeah that was uh that was old man phoenix and that was pretty fucking dope that's awesome and that was everything i read this week awesome so yeah that ended up being a much longer meteor show than i thought it would be we've talked for almost two yeah. hours yeah yeah so i guess uh, we'll start winding the show down everyone we hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for listening as always we really appreciate it if you did enjoy it a like, a subscribe, uh, if you haven't already, those would be much appreciated. If you're a patron, you'll get to hear this episode first before anyone else over on Patreon. I usually make a point of trying to upload the audio version as soon as we're done, and uh, Matt usually uploads the video version later. Yeah, yeah. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and judging by the uptake in numbers, many of you have been listening to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. That's a good way to listen to it as well. It is. You can take us around with you everywhere you go. And uh, by doing so, uh, was I can show that to hopefully to potential sponsors and be like, look how many people listen to us every week. Yeah, that's always a good thing. You should let us talk about Batman manscaping products or other things. <laughs> Online gambling. Do more gambling. <laughs> yeah, we got these loot boxes here, you oh, see? yeah. Don't don't say that. Is it Sweden or Germany they actually outlawed those as illegal gambling? Yeah, yeah. 
We're going to completely lose the German audience, Matt. <laughs> That's the sweetest plum, the German audience. <laughs> actually, as I found out, we actually have a ton of fans in Philadelphia, actually, because I wore my Philadelphia Eagles shirt in two videos, and I got a bunch of comments back from it. So thanks, Philly fans. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's nice to know you got fans. Apparently, we also got a bunch of fans in California, I discover. That's the other place. Cool. One of these days, I got to make it out to L.A. I'll have to save a little first because your city is incredibly <laughs> expensive. Yeah, yeah. Very expensive. But then I will get a Pink's hot dog and I will be happy. <laughs> go go to where those freaking Try Guys go from BuzzFeed because they're in L.A. and their shits all always seems good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go do that one. That one came back for a new season. You watch that thing, Matt? <laughs> I I didn't know. They did they did curry and they did family style meats. Oh. Although they're clearly making so much fucking money now on that show, they can go wherever they want, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just gonna fly to New York now and eat this sandwich. Like, has this really become that popular? Yes, yes, it has. <laughs> this is one of the biggest, most popular things on the internet. Two guys try different foods at different price points. <laughs> God, that's this is just America right there. You can make anything. Any dream is possible. Yeah. If you can will it, it 